Hello, welcome to the Heavy Sweater Podcast. My name is John King. This is the Heavy Sweater Podcast. If this is your first time listening, this is the Heavy Sweater Podcast. A deep dive into the beginnings of musicians and bands of the heavy variety. We sometimes talk a bit too much about high school shit. Sometimes we don't. And that's fucking cool either way because, hey, everybody went to high school unless you're a dummy. Anyway, you read the fucking title of the episode, huh? You did. Um, how fucking wild is that? How, how fucking crazy is this, right? This week's guest on the Heavy Sweater Podcast, someone that I've known about for so long, someone that I've listened to their music for so long. I grew up listening to these bands, huh? Huh? Kirk Winstein from fucking Crowbar, dude, from Crowbar. From Down, from Kingdom of Sorrow, solo artist, fucking what? Fucking what, dog? Yeah, check that out. That's wild. It's fucking insane to me. When I got emailed about this, so huge thank you to Kirk for taking the time to fucking talk to me, because I really appreciate that. But a huge thank you to Tim Price from Collision Course. He's a fucking legend. He sends me like the opportunities to talk to these people. And I really appreciate that. And that helps grow this podcast. So thank you so much, Tim. I really appreciate that. Um, I don't know what else to say, man. Hey, at this point, it's March 6th, right? Crowbar just put out a new fucking album two days ago. And it's fucking sick. It's really fucking sick. It's so good. So go check it out. Zero and below. It's fucking awesome. In this interview... It's, it's a short one, I know. Um, but, hey, it's better than not talking to him at all. I'm fucking chuffed that I even got to talk to him. So so thanks, Kirk, again for the fucking time. And thank you for listening. If you're listening to this, please, thank you so much. Um, yeah, go check out the new album. Go check out all their old albums. Go check out Down, as if you fucking haven't. And if you haven't... Fuck you, hey. Go check out Kingdom of Sorrow. Jamie Just is a fucking G. Uh, and check out Kirk's solo album. That's fucking so good. It is so fucking good. But yeah, with all that being said, it's Sunday, and you know what that means. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? Good, man. How you How you doing? I just asked you that. I'm I'm so dumb. <laughs> oh, all good. I've been in uh, Wi-Fi issues. Uh, it's been crazy, oh, man. Uh, totally understandable, man. I'm glad to talk to you anyway. Yeah. Um. We'll, yeah. We'll I mean, like... it's easier for me in a way, but you know, I mean, I don't mind the Zoom stuff. I just I find like. Uh, you know, things like, I know everyone doesn't do it, but Facebook Messenger and stuff like that work better than Zoom. Zoom, every time I do it, there's some kind of issue. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that, it is what it is. Yeah, I've had that heaps of times with podcasts. I try to do it, like, the day of Zoom just doesn't work for some reason, and I'm, like, stressing hardcore. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 
Well, um, we'll get into like everything with like heavy music for you because you're an absolute like OG. Um, but like, what's the first heavy band you remember listening to and being like, that's pretty fucking sick? I mean, I guess like you know most uh, people in their uh, late fifties. I mean, Sabbath. I guess you know. I mean, I, as a as a kid, I was literally scared of the song Black Sabbath. <laughs> uh, you know, one of the older kids in the in the neighborhood played it. You know, and then when it when it kicked in, you know, with the whole band, oh God, no, oh, you know, I was just like Jesus. The album cover scared me the whole nine yards. Uh, but you know, I've always it's always grown. You know, for me, I mean, you know, I was I was into that, of course. But honestly, uh, uh, I mean, I was I was still quite young. You know, but uh, I mean, I can't say I got, I got into Sabbath and and you know. 1970 or anything. I, I was only five. I'd be lying. Uh, yeah. So I mean, the first first thing for me was you know the original Kiss, especially Kiss Alive, and it just kind of escalated, you know. And and you know once once I <clears throat> once I discovered the brilliance of the new wave of British heavy metal stuff, and you know German bands like Scorpions and Accept, and and you know a few others, uh, you know it just kept growing from there, and. um you know, to this day, for me, it's it just that, that that's that's uh, that's the bulk of my listening uh, stuff is just old school, you know, metal. Yeah, yeah, excellent. That's so sick. I remember when I was like, because I'm 27. I remember when I was like, maybe seven, eight. I remember seeing a Kiss compilation CD and being like, that looks so sick. Like, who were those dudes? And then got it and just fell in love with like that style of heavy music as well. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the, to me, the early stuff really is, you know, I mean, songs like uh, Watching You and A Hundred Thousand Years and, you know, Black Diamond and all. I mean, sure, it's melodic and everything, but I mean, it's heavy, you know. It's got some serious yeah. fucking riffing going on, on uh, you know, no doubt about it. But, uh, but yeah, for me, it was just always, everything just, just kept, I mean, uh, the only thing I'll say that was maybe not heavy, the heavy, you know, quote unquote heavy, that I was yeah. really, really into for a couple of years would be uh would be uh you know the original van halen i mean the guitar is heavy you know but i mean you know the the the, the uh choruses and vocal harmonies and everything are almost you know popish but that, that's what made it that was a brilliance of the band you know yeah yeah and that like i feel like that was probably the start of like what made the hair metal popular like david lee roth's melodies and vocal style and eddie van halen's guitar playing yeah, totally. I mean, I totally agree. Sick. Well, um, so you get into, like, that new wave of British heavy metal and, like, European metal as well as, like, Sabbath and stuff. And then what band in particular makes you be like, I want to start to play music too and pick up a guitar? I would be Original Kiss because uh, Ace, you know, Ace really made me, oh, yeah. made me want to pick up guitar. Uh, and really, you know, when Kiss started to kind of, I guess, around the you know, the dynasty era is kind of already heard of Van Halen. Uh, and then, you know, I, I, that's when I kind of made the switch, you know, to like, okay, the, you know, the, this, uh, now I still, you know, Ace is still my favorite, you know, of all time, just because it's Ace. But, uh, you know, I mean, Eddie Van Halen, of course, brought, you know, reinvented the guitar, basically. And, I, you know, I was heavily, heavily into Van Halen from like 79 till about 82. Two and then by then I was I was sold on uh, even the you know the 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 
big four here in the states. Yeah, uh, you know, and 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 the the whole uh, culmination or the you know basically the the beginning of what was what was thrash metal. Uh, you know, by by then, uh, and I I kind of lost interest uh, even in, in Van Halen. Uh, so you know, and that's just part of being young. I mean, I was still in high school, you know, during all a lot of this. So yeah. um, it's part of being, you know, being a kid, basically. Yeah, and just like discovering your taste in music to what you solidify your your playing with. Yeah, totally. And I mean, you know, I, and I'm open to all of it. I mean, I, l- I listen to all styles of music, and I think that helps you be a better all-around musician and a better writer for sure. You know, yeah, if you kind of paint yourself into a corner and you only listen to one style, it's kind of kind of hard to broaden your your writing. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot. You know, I think it's good to have an open mind. Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree. Like even like my writing, I'm like I when I was a kid, I only used to listen to like heavy music, and then I got a bit older, and I was like broadening my horizons, listening to like the Smiths and the Cure, and like then listening to rap music and pop music from before and like growing up and stuff, it definitely helps broaden your overall like ability to pull from different places in your writing. Definitely. Definitely. You know, and I mean, you know, I mean, I, I listen to, uh, I'm just a sucker for like, uh, you know, eighties pop and just pop in general. I mean, even seventies, I mean, like to me, I mean, cheap tricks, one of my favorite bands and, and they're, they're brilliant pop. It's rock and roll, but it's pop, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, the, and 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 by pop, I mean uh, just you know it's just hooky. I mean you know all the choruses are, are hooks, and the songs are just so catchy, you know. And I mean uh, you know pop uh, is short for popular, so it's a good thing. Definitely, and like it wasn't how it is now, where like pop music dominates radio. Like at the time, it was you could listen to like a pop song, rock song, and then like a more R and B type song. All the time. Yeah, totally. I mean, that, that's what I do. You know, if, we, if we're at a pub or something like that, uh, and I'm playing the jukebox, I mean, that's exactly what I do. I play, I play, uh, I play funk stuff. I play, uh, you know, blues. I play metal. You know, and, and uh, I play soft. You know, '70s soft rock. I mean, I, I'll play, you know, shit from Elton John and the Bee Gees. And next thing <laughs> up, I got Motorhead and uh, Saxon. You know, and then it goes into uh, you know, Gary Moore, I still got the blues and, uh, you know, just, just different stuff, man. I mean, that, that's, that's what keeps it, uh, you know, it's kind of like, uh, you might love steak and lobster or something, but eating it every day gets, gets old, you know, so you gotta, you gotta mix it up. Yeah. Music's too interesting just to listen to one style of music. Absolutely. Well, um, your career obviously is like super accessible for anybody that like wants to know more about you, but like, when you start playing music and you're getting into bands, is that like when you're in high school? Is it once you leave high school that you start to get into like the the Louisiana scene of music? Um, I mean, I graduated high school, believe it or not, in 83. That's old, man. So, um, you know, for me, I mean, I would say that, you know, um, high school being, I guess, 79 to 83 um, was uh, – a lot was going on because 79 was that at that point, you know, I, I was losing interest in Kiss uh, just because they were falling apart. You know, I mean, they really were. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's kind of like I said, you know, with Van Halen, to me, they kind of, you know, it also started the beginning of the end of kind of the whole new wave thing, which was really, 
pretty short-lived. I mean, disco was going out, which, uh, look, I'm proud to admit, I'm, I'm actually a very big disco fan. You know? I mean, I love, I yeah. love all the, the good disco hits, you know. And, they, and there were a lot of them, you know, and yeah. a lot of good musicianship in it as well. Uh, but, you know, it was like, you know, when I first started high school, we went through, you know, I, I kind of went through the end of classic rock and the beginning and end of new wave, you know, so to speak, and a little bit of, you know, uh, the punkish stuff. I mean, I also, you know, got into bands like the Smiths, Secure, you know, The Cure, I was into, now, this is, a, this is a bit later, but I mean, I was a lot in. You know, I was into like Sisters of Mercy, you know, stuff like that. There was more golf. I mean, I've listened to all of it, but I mean, in in high school itself, I went from the end of classic rock through through new wave into uh, new wave of British heavy British heavy metal, and then you know the whole Madonna uh, hysteria, the Michael Jackson thriller. I think was my senior year in high school, so that was you know, super, super popular. So I experienced a lot in those four years, you know, as far as yeah. the changes. And plus, plus we had the, you know, we had the the, the birth of MTV in 1981. Yeah, um, so, you know, that changed the face of everything. Yeah, for sure. And then, like, when you start playing in bands, like, what is the, the scene in New Orleans like? Uh, I mean, when I first started playing, there were... There was a punk scene of bands that pretty much just did originals. Most of them, you know, had the right attitude, weren't, weren't really the best musicians, but that was kind of the idea. Um, where on, you know, the bands I was playing in, we were really doing our best to, uh, you know, to be, to be the next Iron Maiden and, you know, the next Priest and whatever. So we really tried to, you know, work at that, at being the best musicians we could be. But, you know, I mean, lo and behold, a couple of years later, I ended up quitting, you know, my heavy metal band to join a, a what was originally a punk band. And okay. that was in 87. And that kind of, uh, you know, that kind of opened me up into, uh, you know, hardcore and punk and just, and just op- opening my, my taste in music and, and not being so close minded. Cause I mean, I'll be the first one to admit, although I liked, a lot of uh, stuff in high school, you know, I kind of kept it, kept my mouth shut. You know, I, I loved all these songs on, on MTV that were like, you know, uh, British uh, pop bands, you know, uh, that that had all these hits. I even loved and, and still love Duran Duran, you know, but I didn't let any of my heavy metal friends know that, you know. But, uh, but uh, what wasn't cool, it wasn't cool to do. Now, now it's different. We all like it. Oh, wow, it's great. You know, I haven't heard this in forever. Boom, you know. So I actually listen more than anything to an eighties uh eighties pop station here that plays, you know, all 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 uh, the old stuff. Uh but yeah, man, you just you know, for me I find that it definitely helped me broaden my horizon a bit as as far as a, a songwriter, you know, and that that's the beauty of of opening your mind. I mean, I listen to to a bit of everything. I mean when we yeah, yeah. when my wife and I go to bed at bed at night, we listen to a a cable station that that's a soundscape station that's okay. almost like new age soundscape stuff that there's no drums there's no vocals um yeah. so it's really relaxing you know kind of puts you in a trance almost we put it really really low and, and up to half three quarters deaf anyway so you know i really can't can't hear what's going on it just kind of sets a vibe and it kind of helps you fall asleep you know so uh, yeah definitely that's kind of our, okay. our thing at night, but uh, it's some some of it's some of it are you know I'll be like oh, I like this, and I'll put, pop my head up and see who the artist you know, which of course I never heard of most of these people.
but yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> it's still, it's still great stuff, you know. I mean, yeah, good, yeah. good. That's the way people are like what kind of music you like. I'm like good music. It can be anything. Yeah. If it's good, it's good. That's excellent, man. It's so sick to like hear you talk about music like that after being in the game for so long. Like you're still like interested in like something that sounds cool to you, and still like just stuck in like not stuck, but like still go back to your roots of music in general. Yeah, I mean, thank you. And I mean, I'm I'm not like stuck in my old, you know, in my old no. stuff. It's just, it's just, you know, if I hear something new that, uh, actually, uh, a friend of mine played me a new, I think it was Tears for Fears song, uh, and I thought it was cool. Um, yeah, yeah. didn't know they, they even had new music, but uh, you know, um, uh, you know, I'm I'm open to anything. Like I said, if it's good music, it's good music. So I listen, I listen to you know a bit of everything. Yeah, stuck is definitely the wrong word to use. <laughs> Sorry, man, that's on me. Um, but yeah, that's fucking awesome. And now, like, I want to talk to you about, like, the, the different writing processes because, like, you're in so many different projects. Like, you've, there's Crowbar, obviously, and then Down, Kingdom of Sorrow, and your solo album. And, like, what's the difference in writing for you? Like, I can tell the difference in, like, the styles of music, but, like, where you come from as a as a writer to each project. I mean, honestly, for me, I kind of, I kind of make my own little. Uh, uh, I, I wouldn't even know the correct term to use, but I make it where, okay, I'm in crowbar world, or I'm in solo album world, I'm in down world, I'm in king of sorrow world, and when I'm when I pick up the guitar to write, I I only think of what I would write for those, these particular projects, you know. Um, yeah. So I really I, that 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 prevents me from kind of crisscrossing. Uh, you know, things uh, from, oh, well, you know, I set out to write a down riff and it sounds too much like Crowbar. I mean, that does happen. But, yeah. you know, in general, if I'm, if I'm in a certain, you know, writing mode, then I'm able to kind of keep keep it separate, you know, because, you know, at the end of the day, it all just, it's all just inspired for, from love of music and, yeah. and melody and, and, uh, and writing, you know, writing riffs and writing songs. Yeah, that's excellent. So you kind of like just, close the door on that project and open up another one and go through that when it comes to exactly. writing. Exactly. Yeah, that's pretty much the, the best explanation of it, I would say, yes. <laughs> Sick, cool. Well, um, we'll get into, like, the new release because, like, I froth the new single. It is so sick. Oh, awesome, thank you. Um, but, like, the, the new album, um, Zero and Below, like, do you want to talk about, like, what that, as a concept means for you? Because I know like a lot of um, Crowbar and Down use like uh, the New Orleans sort of uh, imagery in your releases. Um, yeah, and we do. I mean, I guess it's, I guess it's kind of a natural <clears throat> thing for us all to do, you know, but as far as imagery, but really yeah, like yeah. Uh, Zero and Below, to me, it's, it's just, I needed a song title for track 10. And I'm like, I, I just came up with that. And yeah. I said, that's pretty fucking cool. You know, so when it was kind of time to come up with an album title, you know, I asked the other guys, I said, what do y'all think of, of using, you know, Zero and Below is, you know, track 10 is like the title track and they're calling the record Zero and Below. And they, they all thought it was a cool idea. So we went with it. That's sick. So, <laughs> I mean, no, no, no deep, no deep, you know, uh, dark uh you know crazy meaning to it or whatever i just came up with the title and i, I thought it was cool <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> yeah, I love that shit, man. Even like when I'm writing stuff, I'm like, oh, what sounds like really tough, but I'm not a tough guy, and then just think of something. Yeah, you know, and, uh, it probably disappoints some people. Like, you know, like man, I thought it was it was something. You know, I really wanted to know what it means. I'm like, well, it, it can mean anything to the individual. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, it's it's kind of been kind of been the mindset of everybody in the world the last two two years. It's kind of how you feeling on a scale from one to ten. Well, zero and below. But yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, we, we 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 actually had the title pre uh, you know pre lockdown pre COVID. So I, I can't I can't take. Uh, can't take, uh, uh, you know, whatever the word is uh, there, any credit credit uh, for that because that 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 would that wouldn't be uh, be the truth, you know. Yeah, no, that's excellent. And like art is subjective. Music's like, in my opinion, like the best form of art. So if it means something to somebody and something to somebody else, that's all good. Yeah, I mean, you know, every everything doesn't, you know, doesn't have to necessarily be a story, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, certain, certain, certain lyricists like Phil Lunat from Ten Lizzie is, is one for me. It's like I picture the whole song, you know, yeah, yeah. Same, same thing with, with Don Henley uh, from the Eagles. It's like, I, you know, when I hear Hotel California, I literally picture him, you know, riding down a dark desert highway, you know, with the wind in his hand. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, yeah, and, and, and it, t- it takes you, you know, it takes you on a, on a trip somewhere, but, uh, you know, for me, I'm just a different type of lyricist. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I just got the queue of like 60 seconds left. Um, I usually ask like top five favorite bands, but we've only got a minute left, so we'll just get into your your favorite band of all time, I guess. Uh, I mean, it's tough, but I mean, I I have to say, you know, the the first the first three Kiss albums and Kiss Alive one are my. You know, without that, I wouldn't I wouldn't have picked up the guitar. So, you know, going back uh, and showing my age a bit, uh, that that would have to still be my my favorite of all time. Excellent, man. Well, thank you for having the time to talk to me. It means a lot. Oh, thanks so much. Absolutely, I appreciate it, man. Have a good day, man. <laughs> Done for another week. Huge thank you to Kirk Winstein from Crowbar Down, Kingdom of Sorrow, and of his solo work. Huge thank you to Kirk. Fucking, oh, it was so good. It was so fucking good just being able to, you know, like, fucking cop cop this, right? Me, at 27. When I started listening to bands like Crowbar and Down, it was when I was, like, 13, 14, and I was watching VH1 and there was like a Pantera behind the music, right? And this is, this is legitimately how I found out about, about Down and Crowbar. So there's a Pantera behind the music or like a, like a sort of documentary thing, um, after Dime passed, uh, and they went into like Superjoint Ritual and Down and I was like, oh, I want to listen to those bands. So I, I skipped Superjoint and I went straight for Down because I was like, Down is like a really cool name check that out and I'm like who are these guys in down and I check him out and it's Kirk Winstein I'm like oh fuck yeah sick oh he's in his own band he's got his own band Crowbar I'll check them out I check him out they're fucking sick and I was just like fuck like I love this shit like just that discovery of like music through bands and shit that's that's me as a kid that was who I was um I got fucking bullied hard for it because I was a fucking music nerd um and I wasn't like a farmer kid that liked to smoke weed yeah, so that was wild to be able to talk to Kirk and like sit down with somebody that I've known about for so long and just talk about Kiss and Van Halen and shit and 
disco and how cool music is just in general. And then like, oh man, I wish, I wish it was longer. Like 20 minutes is better than no time at all. But like, if it was longer, I would have loved to have talked about like just Louisiana in general, just because I'm so fascinated by that. If anybody knows me on a personal level, right? So I make a fucking, a mean, a mean as fuck gumbo, right? My gumbo is fucking wild. And if you don't know what gumbo is, it's Louisiana stew type deal, right? It's fucking awesome. Mine especially. So when I make it around the house, I'm a big, like, I like to talk myself up. No, you know, you boy, the big wool, that heavy sweater, fucking... When I play drums, I call myself the beat keeper because... I'd fucking never lose time, dog. Just like a beekeeper keeps them bees, I keep that time. Uh, (laughs) Fucking idiot. Um, But when I make my gumbo, I walk around the house and I fucking, I big note myself and I'm the Cajun king of Queensland around this motherfucker. Like, so yeah, I would have loved to have talked about Louisiana a bit more and just like how, how cool of a place that seems to be because I've never been there. Um, And he lives there. So yeah, I I don't know. Anyway, Kirk's a fucking legend. Hope you liked that chat that I had with him. I liked it. When I said stuck, I was like, that's not the right word. I'm a fucking idiot. Because I had all my questions written down. And then that sort of music came up and he was just like, I still listen to that today. And I was just like, that's fucking cool, man. Like, I just, I love hearing how people talk about music. Because to me, it's so fascinating because I love music so much. That like, when I hear other people talk about how much they love music, it just, it sort of like sweeps me up. And yeah, so I said stuck. I didn't mean stuck. What I meant to say was like deeply embedded in his roots in heavy music and what he grew up on and sort of still fucking with that. Because I do that. Like I'm a fucking emo kid at heart. I still listen to the used. I still listen to my cam. I still listen to like those bands that like were my transitioning bands from emo to heavy music like the Murder Dolls and Slipknot and Prom Queen, you know, like, yeah fuck and escape the fate like that myspace music yeah like that shit i still listen to that now probably more than i listen to like modern music unless it's new kubla khan that shit fucking slaps dog yeah thank you for listening to the podcast and if you're this far in sick thank you so check out crowbar's new album zero on below available wherever you listen to music it's on all streaming services check them out on instagram i think it's crowbar music let me check Yep, Crowbar Music on Instagram, Crowbar Music on Facebook. Just check them out. They're fucking sick. Killer fucking band. Absolutely killer band. And yeah, if you've listened this far, thank you for sticking around. If you like what I'm doing over here with the podcast, please share it. Tell a friend if you like it. Tell an enemy if you don't. Um, Yeah. Like it, follow it, subscribe to it. Heavy Sweater Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. And yeah, I've got nothing to say because this isn't about me. This one, like, yeah, my plugs are Heavy Sweater Podcast and Shokan Band. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thanks for listening to the podcast. It means a lot. Come back next week for a new episode. Thanks. <laughs>